When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Drags and it's Wednesday, September 26th, time for episode 264 of Patriots Beat on the CLNS Media Network. Find us at clnsmedia.com. Follow us on Twitter at Patriots CLNS. This week I welcome ESPN senior writer and New York Times bestselling author Ian O'Connor. Ian, this week is releasing a fascinating biography on Bill Belichick entitled Belichick, The Making of of the greatest football coach of all time. Ian, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Mike. I appreciate it. Simple question. How in the world do you start a book on one of the most complicated, mysterious personalities in sport? <laughs> That's the reason I did it. <laughs> I knew it was going to take me about three years, Mike, and, and hundreds of interviews to uh, piece it together. I also figured going in he wouldn't cooperate, which he, which he didn't, and uh, certainly he doesn't owe me anything. So. I wasn't uh, terribly upset about that, uh, a little disappointed, but you just uh, talk to as many people who have been in his amazing football life as possible, and you try to piece together the narrative. What I wanted to do was paint a full portrait of the human being and the person away from the facility at Patriot Place and, and, and try to give the reader some insight into what made Bill Bill and how he became, how this human being became the greatest NFL coach ever, and I went to a high school where Vince Lombardi coached, and uh, if the priests and nuns heard me say that, that uh, Lombardi's not uh, at the top <laughs> of that list, they would be rather upset, but uh, I also infamously wrote a column, you probably know this, back in 2000, saying it was a bad uh, hire, yeah. Uh, yeah. and I uh, that. yeah, and, and so I've, I've been reminded about that on Twitter and other social media platforms by Patriots fans maybe 17,000 times over the last 18 years, and rightfully so. So I, w- I was actually uh, fascinated with uh, just how how he pulled this off. I know at the time, people don't really remember this, that maybe 75% of the NFL agreed with that uh, opinion, and of course he raged against it. So uh, it was the most challenging and most rewarding thing I've ever done, and maybe I'll ever do, professionally anyway. So uh, yeah, it was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, but it was worth it. Do you think that's why he didn't speak with you? I don't, Mike. I mean, it's just a guess because uh, as, as much as I tried over the last three years to, to get an audience with him, uh, I didn't get a chance to speak to him directly other than through a brief email. And it could be. It, I, my suspicion is it's more a matter of if I can't control a project and the editorial content, then I'm right. not going to lend my credibility to it. And frankly, he doesn't owe me anything. And and so he didn't know what this book was going to be. And I think ultimately that was uh, the reason. And uh, perhaps it had something to do with that column. And if so, I, I don't have a problem with that. I imagine if someone wrote a column about me 18 years ago saying that it was a mistake for the New York Daily News or Gannett or, or the ESPN to hire me, I probably wouldn't be too thrilled with that person. Uh, I think all, over time I would have risen above it. But um, that's fine. Whatever his reasons are, are his reasons, and he's entitled to them. And uh, again, when I signed up for the project, 
I figured that would probably be the case going in. So I, I'm curious, were you more fascinated at how Belichick became the coach he is today or uh, meaning, you know, his youth, uh, as opposed to how he be during his adult years, how he morphed into the greatest NFL coach of all time. Because to me, there's there's definitely a division of the two. I, I would say, Mike, uh, the heart of the book, the essence of the book. I know there's been a lot of conversation about the Brady Bill relationship sure. last year going into the offseason and, and a couple of quotes in my book, one relating to how Brady felt, how strongly he felt about uh, where his relationship was with Bill in the offseason, and, and also a, a quote from an anonymous assistant about uh, how the staff felt about Brady going into that Garoppolo draft in 2014. But the essence of the book, stories about Bill's childhood and his development as a young coach and that to me is what I loved writing about I I think I'm a storyteller that's what I do I love reporting out those stories Bill at Wesleyan Bill at Andover Bill at Annapolis High his father his high school coach and that to me is is those are such formative years and, and anecdotes that I really wanted to dive into that and I think I hope Patriots fans can get past some of the quotes that have been circulated in excerpts, and that is the natural process of selling a book, but it, maybe the, the true spirit of the book has been lost in, in that conversation. I think that uh, the bigger purpose to me was beyond explaining how he became the greatest NFL coach ever. I, I did want to really paint that portrait of him away from the facility and his friends and those who were willing to talk to me, and Bill did ask some others not to speak to me. Uh, I, I think some of them, I know some of them, and they shared this with me, would love to see some of that humanity that they see away from the office at the podium in his news conferences. And uh, one told me, and he didn't want to be named, but he said that if you run into Belichick at a social setting and you're surprised at how charming and engaging he can be, it would be the equivalent of running into Steve Carell at a social setting and being surprised he's not acting like Michael Scott in the office. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so there are the, the, the human bill away from work is so different from the guy that we've seen at the podium. And, Mike, you're one of the few, and I mentioned this in the book, you're one of the few reporters who saw the Cleveland bill and the Foxborough bill, and the Cleveland bill was, I think, far more disagreeable. Oh, Absolutely. His, yeah. I would so, absolutely and, the case. And I think a lot of football fans who don't remember those days would be surprised to hear that. That Bill's, this is an improved Bill, uh, what we saw last night or Sunday night uh, after the loss to Detroit. And uh, it's interesting, but I really did want to get to know that person that his friends see, that his uh, family sees. And it wasn't easy to humanize a public figure who doesn't want to be humanized, but. Uh, I think I pulled it off, and I guess I will let the reader ultimately be the judge of that. Speaking with Ian O'Connor, ESPN senior writer and author of Belichick, The Making of the Greatest Football Coach of All Time. Hey, everybody, I want to tell you about a great betting service. It's called BetDSI. BetDSI.com has been paying winners for 20 years. Use your sports knowledge to make some extra cash. Go online or to their easy-to-use mobile app. They have the fastest payouts in the industry. Play, win, get paid. BetDSI offers betting options for everything. Bet on football and other major sports, reality TV, 
esports, virtually everything. Try live betting at BetDSI, where you can bet on every play, every drive, and every score until the final whistle blows. Use the promo code PATRIOTS18, and for the first-time deposits, they get a 100% bonus match on your money up to $500. Once again, use promo code PATRIOTS18, and first-time deposits get a 100% bonus match on your money up to $500. It's only a game until you bet it at BetDSI. So, you talk about Bill's uh, development. Obviously, you can't do that without talking about his father, Steve. Um, And what I found fascinating is um, you relating a story that Steve Belichick um, showed how far ahead of his time he was when he would not walk out of an officer's club when Samuel Barnes, a black officer and future NCAA executive, walked in. And you spoke with Barnes' daughter, daughter, Olga. Is that correct? Yes, I did. And your what you learned from that that little tome or that that story uh, anecdote, if you will, uh, that's a pretty significant anecdote, I think. Yeah, I do too, Mike. Um, and and again, that's. That's the book to me, those kinds of stories. And right. I, I think Steve Belichick, who I did speak with on the phone twice uh, back in the day. He was quite a man. He really was. And what he did in, in the military during World War II, he was stationed on Okinawa, which was going to be the staging area for the invasion of Japan that thankfully never happened. And uh, he's in that officer's club that was all white. And one of the first uh, black naval officers in the U.S. military, Samuel Barnes walks in for the first time, I believe, and all the white officers walk out except Steve Belichick, who stays, befriends him. Barnes's daughter, Olga, tells me that uh, for a short time they were roommates, but that the Belichick name is very profound in their family because uh, her father felt Steve, uh, was, Steve Belichick was one of the most uh, unprejudiced people he'd ever encountered. So in that, uh, now we're talking two, three years before Jackie Robinson at Ebbets Field. We're talking right. about nine, ten years before Brown versus Board of Ed in the Supreme Court. So he's way ahead of his time. Bill comes out of that household. He has parents who really feel a certain way. Frankly, a lot of America doesn't feel. And so over the years, and Bill also went to a predominantly what had been an all-black high school in Annapolis, Bates, for a couple of years, and then during desegregation ends up going to the predominantly white high school in Annapolis with some black students because Bates became a junior high. So he, he goes to Annapolis High, and you see it's a turbulent time, a, a lot of uh, crisis and protests. Desegregation is a hot-button issue. Al Laramore is his high school coach, who very much like Steve Belichick, he only discriminates against bad football players, not yeah. not against uh, not by color or creed right. or anything else. And and so Bill sees that, he, he he learns from that. And I think over time, when people wonder how an old school curmudgeonly guy like Bill can really relate to and connect with the African American athlete, I think it's because of the household he came out of, and it was way ahead of its time. And and I do think that's a. Uh, that upbringing really has helped him in ways that people would have no idea about. So, obviously, he has a close relationship with Jim Brown. And obviously, mm-hmm. um, given you know his early working career with the Cleveland or post-Giants and obviously moving on to the Browns for his first head coaching career, uh, Bill and Jim Brown you know developed a relationship. But I just think 
you know, Bill appreciates Jim Brown, the man, as much, if not more, than Jim Brown, the football player, simply because of, you know, a story like that where he appreciates where Brown was coming from uh, representing the African-American community. Yeah, and I'm not even sure, Mike, if, if Bill's players even knew that story about his father, right? Or I, I think maybe some of them knew uh, about the connection to Jim Brown, particularly after uh, Brady's suspension ended and, and they go ahead. And I was at that game, I think you were too, when they beat Cleveland in Cleveland. Yep. And then, and then Belichick had them uh, visit the statue of Jim Brown, which yep. I thought was a great thing. Like, not a lot of head coaches maybe would have thought to do that and just understand the history of this league and just how titanic a figure Jim Brown was, both social and political issues and just as a football player as well. But I wonder, uh, well, for instance, during the, the whole Trump crisis uh, last year, so you have Belichick as a personal friend of the president. You've got players, uh, African-American players protesting, fans booing them, and there's Bill in the middle, right? And, and he, I think he's a great crisis manager. He is and, that. And he, yeah, look at, uh, look at what the Patriots did in 2007 after Spygate. Okay, that was self-imposed, that, that crisis. But, and look at what they did after Deflategate erupted. They win the Super Bowl. And, and in 2007, that's probably the greatest football team the NFL has ever seen. And unfortunately, 20 different things worked against them in the Super Bowl, and they didn't finish it off. But uh, then last year, during the player protests, I think Bill gave his players some freedom to express themselves. And there was almost like, even though he had the personal relationship with, with Trump, but there was like this unspoken pact between Belichick and his players who were protesting that, okay, I'm going to give you this room to, to express yourself. And I think these issues are very important, but also we can't have this tear down the team or, or the season. And, and I think the players responded to that and they respected the fact that uh, he was in a difficult spot and he did give them that room and, and they did ultimately get to the Super Bowl. It didn't work out, but uh, they had a hell of a season on the way there. Do you think he regards all of this uh, when it's non-football related? Do you think he regards it as a distraction or part of the job? Well, I think he, uh, maybe both, really, uh, Mike. I think that if he had his druthers, it would it would always be about about football. But he is very good at and, and underrated in managing crises and. So uh, as much as uh, he might hate distractions, he, he knows how to handle them. He does. And uh, he's got a, a distraction on his hand now that really isn't a distraction. It's just the uh, state of the team being one and two. But uh, when people start to uh, panic a little bit, and of course we've seen these September moments with the Patriots before, and they always overcome them. And uh, it remains to be seen whether they will overcome this little uh, one and two start. But he's so good at just focusing his team on the task at hand, he's probably the best ever at doing it, that he's a master at it. I, I, I don't know if there's been a distraction that's ever really derailed the Patriots. Lack of talent, maybe, and his system is always elevated, uh, sometimes marginal or mediocre talent to a level where it can compete for a championship. And I suspect he'll do that again this season. Obviously, Sunday is a huge game yeah. in, in order to do that. But I, I think... He understands it's part of the job. He doesn't like it, but he's very good at it. He's very good at managing it. It's a funny dynamic, but um, that's why that's one of the reasons why he's the best ever. 
speaking with ESPN senior writer Ian O'Connor, author of Belichick, The Making of the Greatest Football Coach of All Time. Hey everybody, I want to tell you about a revolution in relief. It's called Calm Balm. Calm Balm has a revolutionary formula that ensures that it is fully absorbed and every box sold helps struggling moms by donating $5 to charity. Calm Balm is now searching for crowdfunding partners. The donations are inexpensive and the rewards long-lasting. The Calm Balm is a patented cannabidiol bath bomb that, through a proprietary formula, will allow the CBD to be better absorbed by the skin, offering maximum relief to people with chronic pain and anxiety. The Calm Balm is 100% vegan, organic, cruelty-free, and made in Boston. I use it at the end of a long day or night, like Sunday night's Patriots-Lions game. It relaxes my back and feet and just puts my mind at ease. And now for a limited time, my listeners can get Calm Balms at a huge discount by going to the website www.buybombshelpmoms.com. Again, the website www.buybombshelpmoms.com and click on their Indiegogo page. Speaking with ESPN senior writer and New York Times bestselling author Ian O'Connor, his latest book is Belichick, The Making of the Greatest Football Coach in History. And uh, Ian, I just, um, you know, we mentioned the history with, with Bill, and we do have to talk about the the here and now because that's part of the dynamic with Bill Belichick and it's going to really I I think this book is going to be a talking point as is um, you know the story that Adam Schefter had about Rob Gronkowski which broke on Sunday right. morning before the Lions game it, it's all part of the equation with the Patriots what were your thoughts when your colleague Seth Wickersham uh, of ESPN came out with his story on the rift between Bill Tom and Robert Kraft last winter as you were working on this book? Well, it's funny. When you're working on a book, Mike, and I, and I don't know if you've written one yet, but uh, what, you, what you want to do, there are a lot of talented people around writing about your subject, and you hope that they just stop. <laughs> you, know, just, you know, so, and it wasn't just Seth who did, who did a terrific job on it, but Bob Holler and uh, Greg Bedard and yeah. Tom Curran, and they were, they were writing about the tension in the, in the relationships in that organization Definitely. over the course of the season, right? Yes. So then Seth, Seth sort of came in, and he looked at all these individual trees that had already been planted, and he turned it into a forest, or he showed everyone it was a forest. And they put out the unity statement, and then after that unity statement, there wasn't a whole lot of unity in the offseason. So... And I think the Butler benching contributed to that, no question about it. And uh, but I think it's amazing, and maybe this hasn't been said enough, that it took this long uh, for these people to have this fracture in their relationship because they're under so much pressure to uh, achieve at the highest possible level, to be the greatest of all time as a coach and as a quarterback, and arguably uh, as an owner as well. Day after day, week after week, season after season. It's amazing that it took 18 years for this to actually <laughs> come totally out agree. public view. I mean, I've been married uh, 25 years. I love my wife to death. Congratulations. Had, thank you. Thank you. We've had uh, plenty of times where it you know, that got kind of dicey and we've had issues and didn't talk to each other for a while. And so for, for Brady and Belichick to have gone that long, and it's always been a transactional partnership, the love that Brady gets inside the organization comes from Robert Kraft. With Bill, it's always been about business and the business of winning football games, and that's pretty much it. They've never gone to dinner, and that's okay. That's fine. But it just caught up to them. 
And I think another thing that hasn't been said enough is the way Bill has coached Brady over the years has been very unforgiving, and, and that's had a positive impact on the rest of the roster. If you have time, I can tell you a quick story. That Absolutely. Dante Stallworth told me he was sitting next to Randy Moss in a meeting. I think he believed it was the first preseason meeting, team meeting in 2007. And they're sitting together, and, and Belichick is just teeing off on Brady in this meeting about some mistakes he made against the Colts in the AFC title game the year before. And just, yeah, Bill's not a berater, he's not a screamer, as you know, but he can be very sarcastic, and with that dry wit, he can cut you in half. And that's what he was doing to, I think, the greatest football player of all time in front of everyone. And Stallworth and Moss just looked at each other wide-eyed and just were like, oh, my God, can <laughs> yeah. you believe he's doing this? But if he's doing this to Brady, what's he going to do to us? And I think that's one of the reasons these guys have won five championships, is that he's coached his quarterback that way. The bottom of the roster and the middle of the roster has seen that, and they've seen that accountability, and they've had to adhere to it. Okay, so, but 18 years of that, it caught up to Brady and Belichick. They had a mini meltdown. They survived it barely, and I think that's it. I think they're going to function fine now for the rest of their career. They had to survive that one moment, and they did. And I, I do think they have one more ring left in them. Only one. I, I, I don't see them getting the seven, but I do think they'll get the six together. And then maybe that's where they decide to either end it or maybe there's a 1% or 2% chance Bill says, okay, I'm going to hand it over to Josh now. Brady and McDaniels have a very warm relationship. It's, it's brotherly. And, and let uh, McDaniels try to win one with, uh, with Brady. But I, I, gotta, I, I, do think, I do think they'll get the six. I've got to tell you, Ian, um, Sunday night in Detroit, Tom, after the game, and I don't know how much of it you saw, he was clearly pissed. And not just yep. upset because they lost, but you know what stuck out to me, Ian, is for the first time he questioned the coaching staff and players either on the field with him or not on the field with him. In the case of James White, did you think that uh, think of that line from someone you quoted inside the organization about Tom would divorce him if possible when he was talking post game? Because I sure did. I, I did a little, and uh, I, I do think their relationship is functioning now. Uh, I, that that performance in his press conference, performance is the wrong word, but the way Tom was in his press conference, it, it did bring some of those things to mind. And when, they, when, when he inspired them to trade Jimmy Garoppolo, he couldn't retire. He just couldn't. He couldn't right. walk away, and he knew that. So the way he, for lack of a better expression, got back at Belichick, was by not showing up for the voluntary workouts. And he was the only one out of 32 starting quarterbacks who didn't show up. And Brady, as you know, is the ultimate in-the-gym-first, out-of-the-gym-last athlete. He's the Larry Bird of, of, the, of the NFL. And so that was the way he spoke by, by, his, uh, by his absence, by jetting off to Monaco and hanging out on a yacht with uh, other corporate jet setters. So, uh, but I did think of that. I also think, at the end of the day, if you look at, the, the playmakers, a lack thereof, on the roster right now, he really misses Edelman. He can't get back soon enough. It's unfortunate that Josh Gordon has the hamstring. They, they could have used him last night, uh, Sunday night, I'm sorry. And uh, so I, I don't know. I don't see an awful lot of playmakers. And I believe Sunday night no wide receiver uh, gained more than 31 yards through the air. I think Hogan had 31 yards and yeah. against Detroit. And understanding that Matt Patricia knows them better than anyone, but 
that uh, I think Brady's looking around. Where are my options? Uh, Gronk is drawing so much attention from the defense, and he doesn't have Edelman. Amendola obviously is gone, and I just think he's looking for answers, and they're not there. Speaking with ESPN senior writer Ian O'Connor, author of Belichick, The Making of the Greatest Football Coach of All Time. With over 8 million users across the U.S. and Canada, Game Time is the top destination for last-minute tickets to all major sporting events, concerts, and shows. Unlike Ticketmaster and StubHub, who overwhelm you with so many choices and steps, the Game Time app only shows you the best values and makes buying tickets incredibly fast and easy. To make selecting tickets even easier, Game Time shows you an actual high-res photo of your view from the seat. Plus, Game Time Guarantee has you covered. They'll guarantee that you receive your tickets in time for the event and that they'll be valid for entry. If that doesn't happen for some reason, Game Time will locate comparable replacement tickets or give you a 100% refund. Whether you're looking for sports, music, or theater tickets, you can find all of them under one roof at Game Time. Download the app for iOS or Android. And did you know that ticket prices can actually go down right before a game or concert? Game Time is a mobile app that tracks ticket prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all of the best deals. When prices drop, you can check out in two taps and tickets are sent directly to your phone. For $15 off your first purchase, visit usegametime.com beat and use the promo code BEAT. Once again, for $15 off your first purchase, visit usegametime.com beat and use the promo code BEAT. Speaking with ESPN senior writer and New York Times bestselling author Ian O'Connor, this week, he has a fascinating biography out on Bill Belichick entitled Belichick, the Making of the Greatest Football Coach of All Time. Before I let you go, another story that really caught my eye was um, the story between Bill Belichick and Nick Saban. And I think a lot of people assume that Nick Saban and Bill Belichick are really tight, and I think they are. But there was a time when Nick was under Bill's thumb and was kind of ticked off, right? That was in when they were together in Cleveland, and Nick was the defensive coordinator. Obviously, Bill was the head coach. And they did have that great season together in 94 after Bill fired Bernie Kosar in 93 and really turned the whole market against him. Well, frankly, it was the right time to uh, get rid of Bernie. He was really physically diminished. The problem was Testaverde was not ready to replace him, and they had to go to Phil Cox, Todd Philcox, and that, that, that wasn't going to work. But in 94, they have a really good season. They beat Parcells together in the playoffs. But over the course of their four years together, Saban got very frustrated with a couple things. One, uh, Belichick not wanting his assistant to talk much to the media. Saban wanted to get his name out there for head coaching opportunities. It's kind of funny now when you look at the way he runs his program at Alabama. He doesn't want his assistants talking either. But the, the, the bigger thing was he thought Bill was too conservative defensively. And Saban, according to Rob Burnett, who was a pro bowler, defensive end in 94, and a good player there, told me that he had many conversations with Saban where it was, Nick's like, I don't know why Bill won't put this in the game plan. Things that work during the week in practice, aggressive tactics and schemes on defense, and Bill wouldn't go there on Sundays. And Saban was very frustrated by that, according to, to uh, Rob Burnett, uh, in direct conversations he had with the coordinator so he was ready to leave after 94, and there was one scene in the book, too, where Phil Savage, the great scout, told me that Saban walked into a room and Belichick had worked him to the bone 
so completely that Saban slid down a wall and just collapsed late at night and said, I can't work one more minute. I have to go home. I promise you I will be back tomorrow at 530 in the morning, but I cannot do one more piece of work. So when you think of Nick Saban, the workaholic, and understand that in Cleveland, Belichick worked him down to the nub. (laughs) It's hard to believe that Saban couldn't keep up, but it, it does speak to the relentless work ethic that Belichick has, and that's one of the reasons why he is the best ever. Speaking with Ian O'Connor, ESPN senior writer and author of Belichick, The Making of the Greatest Football Coach of All Time. Whole food protein bars with simple, real ingredients. Of course, I'm talking about RX Bar. RX Bar wants to build things the right way. RX Bar believes in the power of transparency and lets the core ingredients do all of the talking, with all of them listed on the front of the packaging. You'd likely recognize the RX Bar at the shelf. They're the ones who have egg whites for protein, dates to bind, nuts for texture, and other delicious ingredients like unsweetened chocolate, real fruit, and spices like sea salt or cinnamon. Turns out, real food ingredients actually taste really good. Take it from me, I love the mint chocolate bar. Great flavor, no aftertaste, and gives me a great boost for my afternoon workout. For 25% off your first order, visit rxbar.com trags and enter the promo code TRAGS. At checkout, once again, for 25% off your first order, visit rxbar.com slash trags and enter the promo code T-R-A-G-S at checkout. With deep reporting and a profound understanding of the football life, Ian O'Connor comes as close as humanly possible to solving the mystery of the great football sphinx, Bill Belichick, and his unmatched coaching career. That is from none other than David Moranis. Uh, this is one of my very favorite books, When Pride Still Mattered. I remember reading it Mine too. A, yeah, one, a couple of times on an airplane um, back, and cro- uh, back and forth across the country um, a couple of years ago on a Patriots trip. And, you know, that is the quote that David Moranis had about your book. And I think it's an incredibly uh, appropriate quote. Uh, Ian. I do too. Yeah, that was one of my. That is my favorite all-time sports book. I'm biased because I went to St. Cecilia High, where Lombardi coached, and uh, but to have uh, David Moranis's uh, name and uh, uh, appreciation on the back uh, cover of my book uh, that that meant a, a a ton to me as someone who has really admired his work from afar. Well deserved, Ian. Uh, now tell us uh, a couple of things. You're going to be locally uh, signing books, and how can people order the book? Okay, uh, they can, people can order the book on Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. They can go to bookstores now and get it. And also, I will be at Booksmith in Brookline on Harvard Street Wednesday night at 7.30, and I will stay there as long as I have to to answer everyone's questions about my book, about past columns I may or may not have written. <laughs> And uh, I look forward to uh, hopefully having a pretty good crowd at Booksmith and Brookline on Wednesday night. Ian, it was a treat talking with you. I really, really appreciated, appreciate you taking the time out. Uh, just fascinating stories about a fascinating football man. Well, thanks so much, Mike, for having me. I, I very much appreciate it. and look forward to seeing you at Gillette Stadium soon. Want to thank everyone for downloading today's podcast. Want to thank our great guest, Ian O'Connor, ESPN senior writer and the author of a book out this week, Belichick, The Making of the Greatest Football Coach of All Time. Also, of course, want to thank our great sponsors, Calmbaum, BetDSI, GameTime, and RxBar. For producer Mike Alonji, our executive producer Larry H. Russell, 
and the founder of the network, Nick Gelso. This is Mike Petralia, and this has been the Patriot Speed Podcast, powered by CLNS Media.